just after nine in the great city of Chicago. You want some awesome entertainment tonight? The UIC Flames at Evansville this evening with Jonathan right. on the call. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> we could use a victory. If you have one in your pocket, we could use a victory. Can't help you there. Oh, Cannot my God. Well, we'll see what happens, my friend. I did get my steps in yesterday. Left the house, walked like four miles, had a little lunch, and then walked back. So I got my mm-hmm. like eight miles in. Yeah. Dude, the weather is pretty damn mild. Like Tracy deserves a gold star. By the way, Tracy will be in with us tomorrow, not Friday. Tomorrow. Tracy okay. Butler on the show. Um, okay. She's doing a really good job. You are you are correct that it is mild because you know, you and I remember a time cap that during this time, as we start to flip the calendar over to February, that we'd be up, you know, knee deep, waist deep up in snow. I know that sounds crazy, but I mean, we've gone through blizzards and bad snow all the way through the spring, but it's gotten more mild, you know, right now, I think it's in the, in the fifties in uh, Evansville, you know, where it's, or it's walkable and no snow anywhere else. So it's, it's a different winter than we remember. That's for sure. There you go. Uh, so there's some reporting, uh, coming out of the John Morosi world and no, he doesn't have Shohei still on a plane to Toronto. But John Morosi oh, is that's very a cheap shot, but he, it's true though. <laughs> he's a really good dude. And he's very yeah. connected, and he has news on Cody Bellinger. For that, we send it to intrepid baseball reporter Shane Orling. Yeah, that's me. Always the first on the scene when it comes to baseball. Per uh, John Morosi. The Cubs are the most likely landing spot for Cody Bellinger. Multiple people in the baseball industry told me this week, although there is no indication that Bellinger is close to choosing a team. Morosi also added he's not close to signing with any other team. So feels a little bit like the Cubs are, uh, I don't want to say fait accompli, but like they're going to get Bellinger back. So then the question for me to you, Cap, as a Cubs fan, becomes... If that's the biggest signing, if that's the splash you make, re-signing Cody Bellinger, is the offseason a success? Well, that's not just the only splash that you made. You beat a bunch of teams to get uh, Shota Imanaga, the uh-huh. pitcher out of Japan. That's a big get. You got Hector Neris, who had a really good year for Houston last year. That's a really good get. You also have the number one ranked farm system in baseball, and those guys, some of them are close. It's, uh, I used that analogy with you earlier that if I went and bought some really good Kobe beef and I started cooking it, and it's got to be slow-cooked, kid. It's not ready. I'm starving. Just order in a Domino's pizza. Domino's isn't very good, but I want to eat now. Just get it. Huh? In four hours. Damn, I wish I wouldn't have eaten the Domino's. I got the Kobe beef is ready. It's delicious. Got to be a little bit patient. Let the market come back to you. Don't make a deal that in five years you're like, what the hell were we thinking? What were we thinking? And I just don't don't want to let them bang the desk, and I just did. You did, but it's the Cubs, so it's allowed. It's okay. (laughs) You're, You're emotional about the Cubs. How do you know that Kobe beef isn't spoiled, Cap? Let me just let me just lay it out for you right now. Okay. Hmm? I'm your partner, me, laid out for you last season that the Cubs would make the playoffs in twenty twenty four because mm-hmm. 
I thought, and this is before uh, the the managerial change where you're going from David Ross to Craig Council. I said that it's not going to be this year, Cap, 2023. I said 2024, the Cubs will make the playoffs because they will be the bell of the ball. They'll be making all type of moves. It's going to be people going to be moving their heads from left to right around Major League Baseball. The thought that the Cubs would be able to make all these moves. Now, I did not also know that there would be kind of, quote unquote, a hiring freeze when it comes to free agency. It's not the free agency I thought it would be. What I'm telling you right now here on January 31st is, is that the Cubs future is bright, but your present is murky. It is because you don't have those those splash free agents that you, that I thought that you should have. In Nashville, you guys should have been the talk. The only talk there was was I can't believe how much the Cubs spent on uh, on their new manager. Mm-hmm. That's the only that's the only thing that was talked about in the winter meetings. Like, wow, council for how much? Wow, that's amazing. All I'm saying is is that if you're going to get the car, put some tires on it. If the car is council, then where, where's the tires? You don't have. We talked about it last season. We said, you know, the one thing about the Cubs, they just don't have any stars on the team. Now, you know, now that matters to be able to have some stars, not because of marketing, but because you want difference makers up and down your lineup and in your starting rotation. Well, you preaching patience is like me, like you calling me thin. That's crazy. Okay, here's where I'll disagree. You, you, you preaching patience? You? Shoot, aim, fire? But I'm not <laughs> saying to do nothing. Like, if you tell me they don't get Bellinger and, hey, what you got right now, that's it, kid. Sorry. Yeah, that's unacceptable. And I'll be the first guy taking a flamethrower to Jed Hoyer on the radio. That's a fact. But he he asked the question, if you got Cody Bellinger and you got Shota Imanaga, which they did, and you got Hector Neris, and you got a bunch of these prospects that are super close, like Matt Shaw, like... Cade Horton. Like, you've got some dudes coming that are close. I'm okay with not going at Pete Crow Armstrong. I didn't even mention him. I'm okay with not going into some ridiculous, well, we got Chapman, Matt Chapman, five years, a hundred million. And then in a year ago, why did we do that deal? Give him away, eat eight million of the. That's just stupid. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. You're preaching patience, and you never preach patience at all. Because I now think they're pre- on the right track. I really believe that. I think Jed is a brilliant dude, and I think they're close. They've got all these good young players that have to have a chance to play, and I think the manager we have now will play some of them. I kind of think that uh, Craig Council, even though he's only been in the job for a couple of months, I think that he looks at this and says, this is a good job. This is where I want to be. But he didn't come here to have a ball club running the team like the Brewers. I'm just saying, like, there's always a ceiling to their success, too, right? They don't dole out a lot of money. What I'm saying is is that I think that Council took this job in belief that the Cubs would have fireworks in the sky based on their offseason. And we haven't seen it yet. I know you keep telling me to look at the calendar. Are we at spring training yet? No, but it's getting close, Cap. And all I'm saying is when you look at that depth chart, you can't be happy with that depth chart. I don't care who they brought in. You, you, I know there's some holes on there that you're not happy with. Correct. I want to find out who's playing at third. But I also want Christopher Morrell to play at some point. The guy earned an opportunity here. Now, if it doesn't work out, 
then you cut bait and you make the next addition. But I, I'm tired of watching other teams play and go, whoa, where'd they get that dude? He's like 23 years old. Oh, well, we had one of those guys. Like the kid playing third base down in uh, Tampa. Hit, what, 30 homers last year? Isak Paredes. Yeah. Paredes. Guess where he came from? Detroit. The Cubs, who traded him Cubs. to Detroit because we didn't want to give young kids a chance to play. Nope. We got to go out and sign more people that cost a bunch of money so we can feel good about ourselves. I'm tired of doing that. I want to give our guys a chance to play, period, and spend money. They can do both. Well, with the latter, they're not doing it. You got young kids. You have, as I mentioned, your future is bright. You, you, you are 100% right when you talk about these kids. And again, even with the young players, you don't know what they're going to be. You hope that at least half of them pan out. All I'm saying is I can't wait for opening day when Master Boney's playing third. That's all I'm saying. Or Madrigal is playing third. Because the Cubs should be better than that. How many shows over the years, because I listened to you as a, as a small child, I, what, how many shows did you do? Wow. Talking about- <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, the, the joke of that is I, I was never a small child. Wow. Uh, the, so, 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 Cap, how many shows did you do over the years where you criticized on GN, criticizing the Tribune? You need to spend money, kid. All, all those a years lot. Sam Zell. Okay, well, th- there should be no difference now in 2024. All I know is that spring training's right around the corner, and it feels the same. And the same's good, but the same it does not seem playoff worthy. I want to be right about the Cubs, about them going to the playoffs. And maybe through 85, 86 wins, maybe they'll get there. I'm just saying I look for improvements in the roster, uh, you know, and I just have not seen that yet. I still see the same guys. The Patrick Wisdoms and, and players like that. Master Boney's still on the team. Madrigal. I just think that the Cubs should be better than this. Right now, the Cubs' projected total payroll, no Cody Bellinger, is $185.1 million. That, does, as I said, does not include Cody Bellinger, which you're not getting him for $15 million. That's probably... It'll be around two fifteen, I would think. $215 million? For how many years? Oh, the Cubs total yeah. payroll. You'd be around two fifteen. Okay. Oh yeah. So if you're at two fifteen, that leaves you room from the two thirty seven luxury tax threshold to be able to get additions to your team if you're in it in the race. Plus, they're going to add a couple more bullpen arms. So let's call. Let's say they're at two twenty. Two twenty. Dude, yeah, a, a couple. You, I mean, you saw that bullpen implode last year. You need a, an overhaul, don't Hold you? Hold on a second. I would think you should be around 235, 240 when the season starts. Like, that would be the goal for me. So you're already in the luxury tax before you make any additions? I would not be happy with that. That. Well, to play devil's advocate to you, like, you're, you're talking about Paredes getting traded. You traded him for the rental of Castellanos, correct? No, you traded, I think, Paredes. Maybe that was the Castellanos rental. The problem there was not that you traded Paredes. It's that you didn't pay Castellanos. Castellanos was good as a Cub, and you let the Reds get him for four sixty four. You should have paid him. That was the issue. Because Paredes goes to Detroit, stinks. Detroit sends him to Tampa. But Tampa's got the best player development in the the league. So then he becomes good. I'm not going to cry that I don't have their player development, I'm going to cry. We should have paid Castellanos. Yeah, I would okay. like. I Wait. expect them in the luxury tax this year, but after the deadline. Paredes was the Justin Wilson deal, so it doesn't work as well as I was hoping. But Justin Wilson was a serviceable bullpen arm. 
Yeah. Wait, 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 Cap. You just said that if you were Jed or if you're the Cubs, you wouldn't be happy that if you get over the tax. No, no. I said I want to go into the tax in season in July. I don't want to start the season in the tax because I don't think our team is. Re- they're not a World Series team yet. They're just not. It's going to take a little more time for some of these kids, Kate Horton, Pete Crow Armstrong, uh, Matt Shaw, these guys, to come to the big leagues. If you're already in the tax and then your team, for whatever reason, injury, underperformance isn't there, then why did I do that? No. Well, you should, wait, you should be pushing all in to be in the tax. This ain't the Bulls. There, when you go who into is the out tax, there right now? Anywhere. The, no, look, no, 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 no. Don't understand my point. My point is, is that as a Cubs fan, you should be you, you should be excited because of council. You should be excited because of all the revenue streams around Wrigley Field. It, it, this is not the 1987 Cubs. I'm not saying it is. I'm telling you I want to be in the tax. Let me be clear. But to start the season in the tax and then go, oh, we got two pitchers on the injured lit. We're not going to make it this year. It's not going to happen. That's just silly. That is just silly to do that with a team that isn't like in 2016. They were in to win it. Right now, let's go. They're coming off going to the NLCS. This team isn't in that position yet. I think if they're healthy, they're going to the postseason and then go into the tax and be super aggressive at the deadline. And then going forward, you should be living in the tax. That's where I'm at. To start the season and go, well, we gave five years to Matt Chapman and get two years into the deal going, that was so stupid. We had a kid right around the corner in Matt Shaw. I want to make intelligent, expensive signings. That's where I'm at. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying that being a little bit in the – if you get your, dip your toe into the tax, I think it increases your chances to be able to win because at least you have some proven guys. Like Chapman would be a proven guy. And then you, but you have a lot of these kids and uh, and guys that have underperformed that I don't think can get you over the hump. The reason why I thought the Cubs could make the playoffs is because I thought they would make splash moves. I don't expect the Cubs to be the Mets now. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that to fill the holes here and there, you have to spend money for it, Cap. Now that look, and I'm willing to to, yeah, to, to you, start the season at 220 million. I think is more than fair. Okay. Uh, well, let's talk about Bellinger. So how much is that? What do you think that the offer is or could be from the Cubs standpoint? From what I kept hearing, they do not want to pay him grossly over $200 million. Scott was originally at $300 million. Nobody has made an offer. Then I heard it was two fifty. Cubs are not, they're not going to do it. I'm telling you, they're not going to do it. But no one else has either. That's why he's still sitting out there. I think... The Cubs would like to get him on a five-year deal at 140, something like that. Boy, you're asking Boris to come way down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's got to have he's got to have another. I said they would like to go no more than five. Would they go to six? Maybe, maybe. I I'll be stunned if Jed goes. I'm talking in guaranteed dollars, an eight-year deal. That would shock me. But don't you think if the Cubs go 5-140 is the best we're willing to offer and time really presses up, like spring training starts in two weeks and Boris starts going to other teams and going, can you do me better than 5-140? You might end up the guy in musical chairs with nowhere to sit. Okay, And, and then, then you're going to hit the roof. And I know you say you won't mind it, but Cody well, and I both know. Well, no, but if, if he you goes, end up without a chair at the end of this, you're going to be furious. I will. But if he goes 
five one forty five, then he didn't want to be here. If someone else said, "Well, here's five for two hundred and fifty, he was never coming here anyway. Then I don't think that's the case. That's why he's still sitting out there. Now again, Jed has to have. Here's what my offer is. All right, I'll go ten percent more. That's fine. But don't sign a guy just to pacify people. Go. I really don't like this signing, but I'll do it to quiet everyone down. Make the right signings for once. Get our young guys out there, like Canario. This kid's been tearing it up in the minor leagues. We'll end up trading him for some 32-year-old reliever because we got to be all in right now. And then that SOB will hit 31 home runs somewhere. We'll be like, why did we trade that guy? I don't know what happened to David Kaplan, but I'd like to work with him sometime. What happened to that guy that was all in? I mean, I, I say you want to be again, and, and, and make, let me make sure it's very clear. I'm not asking for the Cubs to break the bank totally and just empty the piggy bank. What I'm saying is, is that I want them to take the division by the balls, and I don't think they could do it with this roster as is. Cap, that's what I'm saying. You add a few pieces, veteran pieces. You mentioned the bullpen, and I think it's more than a couple of pieces now. And I think you you try to fill up that depth chart. Especially at third base, because that's ridiculous. You just can't just yeah. Put anybody I agreed. At third base. You got to get a third baseman. Agreed. I agree first. with you. First and is first. Gonna, first will be Bellinger between center and first. You got you. You just traded for the number two prospect from the Dodgers, and they're going to give him every chance to be the starting first baseman. Why make that trade and then go? Oh, let's sign some you know thirty-one year old first baseman. No, hey, I want to be young, you. lean, and mean, and pay guys. Hey, hey, Cap, how come that player is not with the Dodger organization? What's wrong with that guy? Because, What's wrong with that player? Because they had to clear a 40-man roster spot to get uh, Yamamoto and Otani on there. There's nowhere for him to play right now, so they would have had to expose him to the Rule 5 draft or make a trade. We gave up a hell of a young pitcher in Jackson Ferris. He's really good, but he's 19 years old. He's not on their 40-man He's in their system. He immediately becomes like he's going to pitch someday for the Dodgers. And people are like, wow, where'd they get that dude from the Cubs? He's really good. I know you're excited about the young guys. However, again, we're not even sure how much how many of these guys will pay dividends for the Cubs for the future. Like you've totally given up on Matt Mervis. You haven't heard you mention Mervis's name in a, in a year. Well, because they brought that, that's, Michael that's Bush in. Yeah, I mean, that's the first baseman of the future, I thought, Mervis. Well, he's going to have a chance to go to camp and win a job. He's got to battle the kid we just traded for from the Dodgers. That is a fair point, though. It does feel like you've created a bit of a logjam in your own farm system. Like, nobody's telling you, trade Fernando Tatis Jr. for James Shields. Nobody's saying they should do that. <laughs> It's Aww. just... I think Hoodie and I and a lot of Cubs fans probably all thought that the Cubs would have made a little bit bigger splashes than they have. It's not over yet. And if you get Cody Bellinger and you add another pretty solid reliever, you got a ton of pitching on that on that roster, and you got pitching coming. Ben Brown, he's a lot of teams would love to have him. Kate Horton's the number thirty prospect in all of baseball, and his ETA is this season at some point. I mean, okay, we got to let these kids play, and you got veterans. You do. You got as good a defensive middle infield as there is in baseball. Two Gold Glove guys. Doesn't it feel like, like you said, go get Cody Bellinger? That doesn't, to me, and I no. think probably a lot of fans, that doesn't feel like a go get. It feels like a retention. It feels like you're running it back. 
it sounds more like expensively. It sounds like a gold glove in a speech. That's what it sounds like, depending on how much, if it's going to be over $200 million, Jason what Hayward. That's what it sounds like. Why is it a gold glove in a speech? The guy hit over 300 last year with 26 bombs and missed almost a month. Yeah, you saw him dip at the end, though. It wasn't the Bellinger that you originally had. There was some ups, there was some peaks and valleys in his game last year, was it not, Bellinger? Yeah, but it in was. the end, his numbers were pretty damn solid. For any he had and he's knee got injury MVP in the middle. pedigree, and he's 28 years old. I get like I think he's a good player, but that's part of it. Was my expectation that Cody Bellinger was coming back? I didn't think we'd get to this point and still be playing musical chairs. I mean, again, uh, but does, was Shay, what you just said, good player, right? Good player, uh, and you, and it's not, nothing wrong with having a good player on your roster. All I'm saying is, is that the difference between what the Cubs are trying to do and the Dodgers cap, and we've talked about this a lot. When we talk baseball is with the Dodgers. It's spending money and developing a farm system where they can plug in. If there's an injury, they can pl- plug in someone and they don't miss a beat. That's the difference. Well, yeah, but the they, Dodgers they, are all in to win the World Series right now, and they're in a totally different financial stratosphere than anybody else. And they got Otani, and they got Yamamoto, and they got Teoscar Hernandez. I mean, yeah, it's I, it, that's not where the Cubs are right now. They're just not. And yeah, of the I, guys left. Like, who do you really want? If you build a, a – MLB did a – last night. Build a team of the remaining free agents. You want Gary Sanchez? Now I'll pass. I like our catching. Uh, Brandon Belt, he's 36 years old. At first base, nah, I'm good. I'll let my younger players play. Whit Merrifield, I got my second baseman, and he's 35. Tim Anderson, he's 31. He can't find a job. He's still, still out sitting there. out there. What's going on wow. there, Hoodie? Do you think that is Tim Anderson going to find a gig? Like it's just... he'll get something. <laughs> Wait a minute, but I not mean, at he, the money he wants. He was by most yeah. metrics the single worst everyday position player in baseball last year, and he's thirty years yes. old. Tim it's Anderson's so going to that. Bravo. Matt Chapman <laughs> and <laughs> Tim Anderson celebrate. Tim Anderson, you are an Alamo rental car salesman. <laughs> like Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman's one of the better defensive third basemen in baseball. He's 31. He wants a five-year deal north of $100 million. I don't want to give him five years. But maybe as you get closer to camp, all right, I'll go to the Cubs. Maybe you get him on a three-year deal. That's way more palatable. He's a solid baseball player, really good defensively. Cody Bellinger. Like, if I get both those guys, Jorge Soler is still out there sitting. Really good hitter. I mean, there's good guys out there. J.D. Martinez, if you want an older hitter. How about Blake Snell? He hadn't found a job. The Yankees were in there. They went, nope, I'm not paying you that. The Yankees. And now he's sitting there, and they went and signed Marcus Stroman. Good luck to them. I didn't understand that, um, but that's fine. But but if I use the phrase hiring freeze, it's kind of like what we see in baseball right now, Cap. I, I can't recall a time outside of a work stoppage that this many names are available and it's about to be February 1st and people looking for a job. Yeah, there's a lot of guys out there looking for gigs, man, because they overpriced themselves. Who was the guy? Adam Adovino. He's a solid middle reliever setup guy. Mm -hmm. He opted out of his $6.5 million team option because his agent said, oh, Adam, you're a really solid back-end reliever. These guys are getting eight, nine million bucks. Guess what he signed for? Four and a half million. He yeah. left two million on the table. These guys overpriced themselves. Uh, so, because of this, uh, do you smell collusion? 
No. I think guys no. are getting smart. They, there's no yeah. collusion when Otani gets $700 million and uh, Yamamoto, who's never thrown a pitch in the big leagues, gets with posting fee $370 million. There's no collusion there. What's his no, name? Uh, uh, who's the guy on the no. Phillies that got uh, $200 million bucks? I'm no, Aaron there's a, Nola. There's a, yes. They're the, they're the haves and the haves nots. And what I'm saying is, is that outside of those signings that you mentioned, there's a lot of names out there and teams are not doing anything as if they're saying, you know what? They'll come down in price. You know, we're not going to spend through the nose for just below average players anymore. That's my point. This my is point the is coldest is that, hot stove I've ever seen to Hoodie's point. Well, right. Because right. they're tired of paying high dollar for mediocrity. They'll pay Collusion. for good players. Mm-hmm. But and, and, by, and by the way, if that's if, if, as an owner, that's your right. If you're saying, look, I'm not going to pay for below average hitters. These guys here, he keeps rolling it over the second base, rolling over the shortstop. He doesn't have any power. We keep going through the doldrums with these players. You know what? They'll have to come down in price. And I'm just saying across the board, as Shay just laid out, When's the last time you had a hot stove that, that was this cold where you have all these players available? It's funny that Shea asked the Tim Anderson question because someone just asked me about that yesterday. They're like, what's up with Tim? And I was like, and I didn't go NBA route like, well, you know, there's issues off the field. No, it's just like they saw his numbers. and They're like, yeah, Tim, you have to come way down your price if you want to come play for us. Because I thought Miami was a suitor, and I don't even think the Marlins want him. Hoodie, I love the collusion angle, actually. Now that I'm thinking about like, everybody saw the Dodgers give Otani this absurd contract and then go and get Yamamoto, and all the other owners are like, F this. We're bringing yeah. all of you to the clearance rack, whether you like it or not. <laughs> we I mean, will hold out until spring training starts. You can report day of on and sign the contract. Dude, Robert Stevenson got like thirty some million dollars as a setup guy. That's a lot of money for a setup guy. There's but a lot of guys he, that got paid. Did Hater get yeah, paid? But, yeah, he got a hundred million dollars. Cap. One of the wealthiest contracts ever for a closer. You have to admit though, look at that list. Nobody has a job. It's February first tomorrow. Well, we've never seen. When's the last time we've seen this outside of a strike or a work stoppage? Well, when seriously, we've seen this because when Arietta was a free agent, I don't think he signed with the Phillies till late February. There were guys sitting out there. They overpriced themselves. Did you see what the Tigers did? I've never seen a team do anything like this. A twenty-eight million dollar six-year extension for a player who has not yet hit the major leagues. Correct. And the player went, I'll lock it up. I'll take the money right now. And I'll still be a free agent when I'm a young guy. Because if they don't make it, like, what's his name on the Cubs? David Bodie. He'll never be back in the big leagues. They came to him with a, he actually called. His agent called Theo and said, you're handing out extension offers. Nobody's taking them. My guy will. All right, five years, 15 million. Done. He knew who he was. He's got $5 million coming this year. He's not even going to be in the big leagues. And by the way, Bob Nightingale just now posted his predictions on where the top free agents are going to sign. Blake Snell, he says to the Angels. Uh, Gabe Locks, he's a writer from USA Today, says he still thinks Snell will swallow some pride. The Yankees will sweeten sweeten their offer a bit, and they'll get Blake Snell Two other guys predicted either Giants or Yankees. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger, Nightingale, Cubs. Perfect marriage after dating all of last season. Everyone knows it's going to happen. The only question is who proposes first. The other writer says the Cubs. 
three other writers. Cubs, Matt mm-hmm. Chapman, Nightingale, Giants, another writer, Tigers, another writer, Chicago Cubs. Jordan Montgomery is still sitting out there. Man, that guy's a good pitcher. Yes. Um, Jorge Soler, J.D. Martinez. Like, there's, there's a handful of good players still out there. A lot of it, journeymen. Well, all I'm telling you, Cap, as your friend is, and I know how much the Cubs mean to you, I just don't want you to look at this and fall for the okey-doke and say, no, you know what, the Cubs are, uh, are, are being fiscally responsible. They will just continue to slowly build this thing. Look, we can, we can do that with the Bears. We understand where they're going. But with the Cubs, I just expect it more. If you're going to pay that much for Craig Council, if he means that much to you, then I'm just saying that along with that, I expect to, for the, the Cubs to be able to fill more holes than they have. It's one thing to have a, a lot of young kids in the minor leagues. It's another thing to be able to have guys in the big leagues that can make a difference. Take the central and never give it back. That's my whole point. And, and I, I will know opening day when you see that lineup and we're at Old Crow Smokehouse, I'm just, uh, me and Shay are just going to move over to the side and you're going to flip the table over because <laughs> there's going to be moves that you're, that you're not going to be like. When they, you see Quas come back, and you see, Mary, I mean, you're going to be flipping the table over and pissed off. And I'm, I'm going to just get out of your way. Yeah, Good like Merriweather. I'm calling for no banana in my tailpipe. Like, <laughs> I like that they signed Merriweather back. Throws 100. Quad, like, they got a number of arms there. I would rather give those younger guys a chance than sign some 34-year-old failed starter who had an ERA of 520 and wants $9 million next. I don't want but that. Every, uh, you but, can't, but, 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 you but, can't but, do it anyway. you got to save but money for the PGA. Move. Yeah, <laughs> every move is not Drew Smiley, though. Every move is not Drew Smiley. I'm not saying it saying. is. All I'm, I'm exactly, saying to you is, yeah. you've got Jordan Wicks deserves a chance to pitch. He was a first round pick. Why should he get traded and not get a chance here? Or Cade Horton, or Matt Shaw, or Pete Carl? Like, why should we have all these young guys? And then we look and go. Gavin Lux on the Dodgers? Where'd they get that guy? They developed mm-hmm. him and they let him play. Oh, where'd they get that young pitcher, Walker Bueller? Oh, they drafted him. Play these freaking guys. I just, I really, Hoodie, I can't believe it. Eight months ago, we were sitting in this studio and Cap was talking about the Jed Hoyer keep the powder dry for next offseason comments. <laughs> and here we are. They kept the powder dry to purchase the PGA. <laughs> It's something we I have can, more I can't guys. Believe, I really, I can't believe you're not hitting the roof a little bit about this. We have more guys in the top 100 prospects than any team in baseball. Seven of them. I'd like to see them play for my team, not be used to get some 36 year old outfielder. That's okay. the old Cubs. Prospects are suspects until you see them on the field. Agreed. I'm just telling you. I'm just. I'm just telling. You, like I understand your point, but not in abundance. I mean, I mean, I mean, yes, it's good to have a great farm system, but you hope that they can develop and be able to be your next stars. But while you do that, you can sprinkle in the kids, but I still think that the Cubs need to spend money. And they will. spend more. Yes, and hopefully that's Cody Bellinger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. All right, we got to take a quick time out. Ben Johnson staying in Detroit. Does it change how you feel about the division, the NFC North, next season? That and your calls. Next. Here's today's headline. Headline with Captain Jay Hood. Bulls lost again last night despite a 16-point first half lead 118-107 against Toronto at the United Center. 
Daylon Terry twisted his ankle grotesquely, exited the game, helped off the court to the locker room in the third quarter. Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo, 700th win, baby. And it was his birthday in a win over arch-rival Michigan last night. Happy birthday is Baltimore Orioles principal owner John Angelos has reportedly agreed to sell the team to a private equity group for $1.725 billion. The Lions retain offense coordinator Ben Johnson, who turned down interviews with the Seahawks and Commanders yesterday to stay in Detroit for a chance, as he said, to win a Lombardi Trophy. Texans O coordinator Bobby Slowick also will stay with Houston, getting a nice raise. And according to front office sports, a group of very wealthy individuals are putting up money to make a $3 billion investment in the PGA Tour in a new venture. One of those owners in that group, Thomas Ricketts. Jay Moore! I want to thank both you guys, man, for the great season of Bears information. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys and I love the show. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. All right, rolling on with my guy, Hoodie. I'm David Kaplan. We got Shay in the EP chair, Jay Moore at the controls. The weather is going to be decent today, like in the 40s with some sun this afternoon. Which, according to the great Tracy Butler, she'll be in with us tomorrow for the yes. weekend weather because she's off on Friday. Maybe she can explain this story. And by the way, Cap, you and I, as a couple of uh, people that still enjoy the newspaper, went down to the lobby here at the hotel. Mm-hmm. They have the USA Today. Ah, Cap, the USA Today right here, right there at the lobby. Oh, can I get one? Oh, absolutely. Open it up. Anchorage hit with. Anchorage, Alaska hit with 100 inches of snow. Excuse me? 100 inches. Yes. Says here. It's a lot of cocaine. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One of our coworkers. What's going on there? That. Yeah. But that was Anchorage Miami. Hit, yes. Anchorage hit with 100 inches of snow. Alaska City is on record pace earlier than ever. Think about this. The city, which was hit with almost 60 inches of snow over the weekend, now has over eight and a half feet. This winter. That's insane. <laughs> Think about how to deal you with could, that. Cap. I've been to Anchorage. I played golf in Anchorage at 11 p.m. My brother-in-law, Tom, and I, we teed off. It was 11 p.m., and it was bright sunshine. I could not live in a whacked-out climate like that. Yeah. You know, you know that that was the rib on me when I first got here to the station at ESPN 1000. Jeff Schwartz, the uh, program director. Yeah, made you go there to do a tournament. I got an idea. I got an idea. How about we send you to Alaska? And I'm like, "Uh, sure. You go with the UIC Flames, the top of the world classic. I was in Fairbanks for seven days and saw the sun once an hour. The rest of it was darkness. You mean once a day? Yeah, once a day. Yes, once a day, every day, just for an hour. Yeah, I've been to Alaska, have no plans to go back. Was not a fan. Not for me. Yeah, that, that's something. But 100 inches of snow, that is a ton. All right, we've been talking about the Bears. We'll get to Ben Johnson in a minute. Alex wants to weigh in on the quarterback situation here in Chicago. Alex, good morning. How are you, man? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, first time caller. I'm in. My, I'm actually in Miami, Florida. Oh, um, nice. My, um, Tune in. I'm born, born and raised in Peoria, but I've lived in Miami about uh, 11 years now. 
Um, we, we put our jackets on for the first time, you know, like, you know, a couple of days ago. So sorry to brag, but um, God bless. Um, my, um, it really is this question of keep fields or not. I hear it all the time, but my sec, my, my point point is the second one. You know, if he's, if any of these guys are equal or, or if the, the fields, obviously you restart the contract, but my main thing is the Packers. I'm so tired of losing to the Packers. Yep. And I just see that last game to go into Lambeau and not even get a touchdown. To me, that was like, okay, I, I'm, you know, gosh, I just, my, I'm sorry. I married, I, you know, you guys are going to be mad at me. I didn't, my, I married into a Packers family. My wife, my, my, my father-in-law's from Milwaukee. And I hear, I hear all the, all the time. I'm kind of a lone wolf down here. My brother lives in Peoria still, but I, I'm a lone wolf down here, Bears fan with, you know, with the family. And I'm just so tired of losing to the Packers. I, um, you know, I lost a bet, had to shave my, my beard at the beginning of the year, that first game. I just thought, like, Roger's gone. We got him. Dang. Any case. So I, I'm just so tired of losing to the Packers. That last game, to not even get a touchdown, I was like, okay, we got to move on. Yeah. They're, and yeah. that's why I think they are. I really believe really, that. I'll, we'll see. Think, yeah. I guess if he does his homework, that's always been my proviso. Hoodie will tell you. I've said to him, if he doesn't pass all the background work they do, then they'll trade the pick. But I, Hoodie, why, I, I just why don't. Did they, why, did they, why did they put out that video about him recently on their website? That, that's, about the highlights and everything. that's all social media stuff. No, no, no. The reason why he's out there because he's the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Correct. That's why. Alex, I mean, thanks, man. He, he, Alex, he's still with the team. That's why. I mean, it, I mean, it's it would be a bad look, yes, if they were put DJ Moore or someone else out there and just diss Justin Fields or take him off the website, but as we stand here today, no, he's the quarterback of the Bears. So you're going to use every marketing dollar possible while he's still with the team. Whenever that, whenever it ends, you you won't see him on the Bears social media again. That's exactly correct. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this Ben Johnson thing. So Ben Johnson is expected to interview yesterday with the Commanders. Their owner, their new head of football ops, and their other people are all on the private jet. They're in the air. Flying to Detroit to interview two candidates, Aaron Glenn, the D.C. of the Lions, who has tremendous reputation around the league, and Ben Johnson, and they get a phone call, that air phone. Yeah, uh, this is Jonathan Hood. I represent Ben Johnson. He's pulling his name out. He's staying in Detroit. What? <laughs> <laughs> Now, they're still interviewing Aaron Glenn. Maybe they'll hire Aaron Glenn. I don't know. There's other guys out there. There's still Pete Carroll out there. There's still Bill Belichick out there. There's still Mike Vrabel out there. I don't know what they're going to do. But Ben Johnson staying in Detroit, I keep hearing from people in the league. He's a brilliant guy. He's horrible in the interview situation. They said some guys are great in the interview. He's just not. But he's a brilliant offensive mind. And it takes guys who don't interview well a long time sometimes to get jobs. My thought is that's a bad thing for the Bears because he stays in Detroit and everything stays together. Well, two things with Ben Johnson that I was thinking about. One, in the interview process, maybe it was a bad interview, maybe it's not. But I think that maybe the asking price might have been too high, kind of like our baseball conversation we had last, uh, last half hour. Maybe it's because he, you know, this feeling like uh, he's the crown prince of offense now. So definitely, you know, he's got you got to pay through the nose for him. Maybe the negotiations went sour in that regard. 
but the other thing is is that Ben Johnson being with the Lions and him not with the Lions has not changed my opinion of the Lions. You know, whether or not he was going to stay OC or be the head coach of Washington, I still feel that strongly about the Lions that they'll be back in the playoffs again next year. I, you know, I think that when we reviewed yesterday, Cap, how truthful that um, that the Lions head coach was talking about, hey, you know what? We don't know if we'll be back here in this at this level next year. We have no idea mm-hmm. because it could be whether it's draft or free agency. Who knows who will be back here? But I still think that the Lions' infrastructure is strong enough for them to be able to be, again, one of the top teams in the NFC, let alone the NFC North. But with Ben Johnson, I, I you know what? I, maybe the, the asking price was high. That could be. So reportedly, he wanted $15 million a year. That's, that's kind of high for a first-year head coach, isn't it? Exactly. So... People, a couple guys in the league said to me, dude, he's terrible in the interview situation. So the owner sits there and goes, it's this guy's deal. Like, I know that he's a good coordinate. $15 million and this is what I'm getting? Yeah, I'm going to pass. And Adam Schefter tweeted he was not the yeah. lock that for some of these jobs that people thought he was. He was not. So he pulled his name out of the last two spots. Because he wasn't going to get either of them. That was the inference. Just very quickly on Aaron Glenn. So, Shay, when you look at Glenn's defense, I'm not saying that Glenn does not deserve to be a head coach at some point because he's, he's, he's served as a D.C., but how would you look at his defense? I mean, did you feel like it was stellar, that it was so good that he could be get to the front of the line to be a head coach at some point? Uh, for the personnel that they had, yeah. I think the issue was not Aaron Glenn. The issue was they didn't have personnel. They had Aiden Hutchinson was their only real legitimate pass rusher. They they, they were the Bears last year. They had one of their safeties was their sa- in their sack leaders. So it's like he had to do kind of exotic things and to create sacks and create pressure. And like the back end of the defense had a personnel problem. Cam Sutton got paid a lot of money to be kind of bad. C.J. Gardner-Johnson didn't play the entire season, so it wasn't him. It was the They didn't have the personnel. All right, hold that thought. We've got the cap at Jay Hood. Chicago Cut Steakhouse, cut of the day, next. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. All right, time for the Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Classic cut of the day. Jay Moore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Mike in Yorkville on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Mike. Hey, guys. Love the show. Good morning. Enough of the Caleb Williams, right? I'm, I'm sick of this Caleb Williams talk. It, the guy paints his nails. And he cries on the field. Who I don't think cares gonna... if he paints his nails? Who cares? <laughs> I don't think he's going to fit in in Chicago. Because yeah, I don't. Because <laughs> because he doesn't have that uh, the grit. There's a there's a Chicago grit that you have to take. It's, it's first of all, he also went to New Jersey and asked to buy a piece of the Jets or New York. He, he asked to buy a piece of the Jets. What kind of? No, guy, he did like, not ask to buy he, a piece he, of the Jets. He did not. He asked for for compensation. He asked for for stock. He wanted shares. He did. In, Please stop believing that idiotic <laughs> stuff out there. Why are you laughing, Mike? Players can't do that. He did not do that. His agent 100% he did. asked for... In- 
in compensation for drafting for drafting Caleb Williams, he will get a piece of your organization. That, that is, is a false story. Players are not allowed to do that. They can't have a piece of your franchise. Players can't do that. I thought Aaron Rodgers owns a piece. They cannot do that. He owns a Bucks, part of a piece of Bucks, I think. Yeah, he owns a piece of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, he does not own a piece of the Jets. Mike, where do you get your news? I guess off of Twitter. I yeah. guess I should stop doing that. Man, sit your ass down. Yep. Yes. Probably should. And that's all, folks. Classic cut of day brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. It's on LaSalle, north side of the Chicago River. Hoodie? Cap. Cap. Go ahead. I have, a, I have something I want to ask you. Bring it on, because then I have a stat for you. Okay, just real, uh, very briefly. I, uh, I feel bad at saying this. I know you saw this score across, uh, go across your phone. Mm-hmm. Seton Hall, 72, DePaul, 39. Yeah, I saw And I thought when I saw it on the bottom line on ESPN, I go, there's no way that Doug Bruno lost by that much. Then I realized it was the men. Yeah, they Holy got annihilated. smokes. No, I mean, cap. I said there's no way that Bruno would have lost by that much. That must be a wrong score. Then I realized it wasn't the women's team. It was the men's team. That doesn't get it done. Correct. Interim coach, head coach. 72-39, unbelievable. Uh, help us wish Nolan Ryan a happy birthday, tweets the National Baseball Hall of Fame. A pitcher could debut opening day of this season, strike out 300 batters every year through 2042, and still yeah. fall short of his career strikeout total. <laughs> That's <Yes>. ridiculous. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. It's insane. But tell kids like Shay, they're like, Nolan who? They know, he knows who Nolan Ryan is. <laughs> he knows who he is. Hey, man, have Crazy. a great broadcast. I'll see you here in the studio tomorrow. Absolutely. You're the best. There he is, the great Jonathan Hood for Jay Moore, for Shay Norling. You better know who Nolan Ryan is. I'm David Kaplan. Have a great rest of your day. Nice socks hat, Shay. Take that. From Evansville.